Hey, Sean. Yes? You know what is the greatest kitchen appliance ever invented? Is it a countertop ice maker that I almost bought from Costco today? Actually, those things are amazing. We have one. Like, you want ice and you don't want to take up space in your freezer? Get a countertop ice maker. Just take up space on your counter. <laughs> no. Two things. How long does it take to make the ice? And can you put pop in there and freeze it? Oh, I haven't tried pop, but I feel like that would be bad for like the pump system. Fair. Yeah. Uh, no. Get yourself an air fryer. Change your life. Interesting. Go on. Okay. So we've had an air fryer for like the last year. It is our number one used kitchen appliance. You can do anything in them. We did steaks the other day in the air fryer. It's okay. Essentially, it it's a stupid name because it doesn't. It's not like a deep fryer, and it's not frying. It's just a small convection oven, but it cooks really things really fast because it's a, such a small area. Anyways, so I'm going to be getting a new one though. We're upgrading because I have some credit for the Pampered Chef catalog, if you know what that is, and they have an air fryer that comes with a basket. That you can put like your fries and chicken nuggets in and it rotates automatically. Damn. Yeah. So um, we've been talking about air fryers a lot at work. It's actually like a daily and multiple times. <laughs> we talk about multiple times at work a day. And I've decided that I'm going to get a tattoo. I'm going to get that tattoo of an air fryer and it's going to say extra crispy. Just like Which this is- episode. Which is your mood most mornings, but for that and more. <laughs> Extra crispy. <laughs> Hang on day. Hey, whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure, movie, or video game, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Scene on Screen podcast with your hosts, Sean and David. Well, well, well. I didn't yeah. think I didn't think you would uh, be the kind of guy who'd have both an air fryer and an ice maker. However, actually, I do we want the, to- we bought the ice maker for over the summer, and it's actually come in very handy. I bet you it helps dramatically with removing two to three inches from your of height from your freezer and twelve inches deep. So that's I think that's true. like. It's a big space saver. If you can, do you have to run it all the time, or do you like if you turn no. it off? Does it stink? Um, we we like change out the water every so often because sometimes it gets like stinky just from the stale water from sitting there if you don't use it after a while. But it's really it's just like a, a small little fridge thing that has a basket or not a basket, but like a little moat of some sort, mm-hmm. a bowl, and it's got like the the cooling element goes into the water and it freezes that way. It's pretty cool. But man, get yourself an air fryer. We were going through the catalog because um, we can like, we have this credit that I can use and I get 25% discount on everything as well. So the credit's worth 25% more essentially. And we're going through everything and Angela's like, I have never seen someone so excited going through a kitchen appliance utensil accessory catalog i'm like you don't understand you don't understand man it's it's crazy some of these kitchen appliance stuff can you imagine like someone from the 
1600s transporting in time to now where they can barely feed their family of 22 because it's like a potato family famine and they have to like use a tiny a tiny <laughs> that was my google did your alexa just get mad <laughs> no no wait. so i set up a uh, a google routine so at like what time is it right now at the time that it is right now it turns on the christmas tree light and the lights in the living room and then it says let there be light <laughs> that's funny yeah i like it so anyway so we, <laughs> we were going through this kitchen this uh catalog and i'm just like i want that i want that i want that it's great it's all due to th- this is what my work's doing for us for like a christmas party Instead of having a Christmas party, they're just, well, we're having a Zoom meeting (laughs) and we're getting kitchen stuff. So literally everyone at work, because I've been talking about air fryers for so long, they're like, oh, I'm going to get the air fryer. So I'm really hoping that the one that we are getting from this place doesn't suck because they're all going to be coming after me. Yeah, we've been looking at the Ninja Foodie, which is an air fryer and prep center. Because, like, our apartment doesn't have the greatest ventilation for cooking, like, from where the stove is. And we're not allowed to have barbecues in our building. So, like, cooking hamburgers is very tough. But that item is very good for cooking hamburgers. So, we want yeah. it for both. Yeah, we've done so, burgers in ours. We You can do sausages. Like I said, steak. We've done chicken stuff. Yeah. Oh, and the best thing? Chicken nuggets. Chicken strips. French fries. Bacon. Everything chicken. Yeah. Yeah, so what's new? Uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been a week. <laughs> Honestly, I can tell you that what's new with me is what's old with me. So pretty much nothing has changed in my life since I talked to you last. Minus the fact that the area in which I work is locked down by the government. And what would that mean to most normal people is... Your store is closed. You have to kind of sit out and do nothing. But nope, not not what I'm doing, no. So, uh, like, I do see a few customers a day as an essential service. Um, and it's frustrating at times because I don't know how some of these people are getting into the mall. I really don't. Like, you get, you get the same kind of walk-by traffic where somebody's like, oh, hey, wh- do you guys have any good deals? When we were told when everything happened that like people go to the door, be like, hey, I'm here for a product, this, this, and this. I have to go to this store. Uh-huh. And they direct you to it. I don't think you're supposed to get that. On top of that, there's mall walkers still. What I don't understand what, about the what do you mall walkers. People, people that just go to the mall for the hell of going to the mall? Yeah, they're called mall walkers. Like they're, they're people who go to get their exercise. They're mall walkers. Oh, okay. Like they're zombies. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So like there's still out and about like it's creepy at like seven o'clock yesterday like we closed at eight because for the infinite wisdom of the shopping center i work in they're like no we're gonna keep the extended hours baby i really extended hours oh man some malls were like no we'll just revert back to an 11 to 7 nope not the mall i'm at we are uh i believe it's 10 to 8 now extended I didn't wow. see a single customer from 5.30 on yesterday. But hey, you know what? At least you're still getting paid for those hours, I, right? You're right. I cannot complain about that part. But 
it blows my mind that so the city of Toronto is locked down, right? And the region of Peel is locked down. You know what's not locked down? The other side of the 401. Mm-hmm. So anything north of the well, north of Steeles in Toronto is not locked down. Vaughn Mills looked like Christmas just happened the other day. It's like, whoa, this is insane. People are like flocking to like Kitchener, Guelph, Milton to go shopping because you can't shop in Toronto. Well, people are coming to London too. Black Friday weekend, I guess there's a bunch of stores and that are in London that were getting calls from people from Toronto asking if uh, they were open. And yeah, and and at my work, we're, we're getting people from Toronto and it was brought up by a few people like why if Toronto is in lockdown, are we accepting them to come here? Like it's just, it's just, it's frustrating because everything was kind of like under control and we knew we we had an idea and a sense that this was going to happen. Right. When school started up again and after summer, people kind of start going back to work things, people forgot. Right. And that's the thing. Like the, and uh, yeah, there, there's rumors that London is going to change their London and area is going to change their uh, from where in what orange or yellow or in yellow. And they're going to change to orange. Like, so more restrictions soon. It's just, it's London, just dumb. London would also be fairly high traffic because like, aside from people going across the border, which they're not allowed to do, you should be picking up like Ch- uh, Chatham, Sarnia, Windsor. Yeah. Uh, possibly Woodstock, Turkey Point, all that kind of stuff. Tilsonburg, just name it cities or towns. Yeah, it's um, it's sad when you think about it. But we were t- we were actually talking about this. We need just a big, huge dumping of snow. We already right? had like, one of those last week. It didn't stop anything. No, but that was kind of like slushy snow, and it 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 just went away, right? Like there's a little bit of snow out still, but roads are pretty much clear now and it was raining today. No, we need one of those. Remember Snowmageddon from, I don't know, five, six years ago. I think that was eight years ago. It happened Maybe, on the 23rd yeah, of December right. and shut everything down. Or it was like something like that or like, and yeah, we need like five feet of snow all at once. Right. Because if people can't get anywhere, then they're not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. I just got to get more toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, we we do, we did that the other day. We saw that uh, stores were like running out. We're like, shit. We actually got to get toilet paper. We actually like so back when uh, everyone was freaking out and buying toilet paper, we didn't need it. Like we had got the Costco stuff, and that stuff lasts us forever. And now we're we're starting to run low. I think we have one or like three quarters of a sleeve left. So soon, if we don't pick anything up, we're going to be in panic mode because we're not going to be able to wipe our bums. We're going to have to use na- we're going to have to use napkins and paper towels, and then eventually we'll have to use like actual towels, and then eventually we're going to have to use wrapping paper. <laughs> Here, I wrap this poop. <laughs> I I don't think the value's there for toilet paper at Costco. Actually, we went to Costco this morning. I I wanted to uh suss out a few Christmas gifts that I was looking for. I was disappointed to find out the one thing I wanted to get. Uh, Chris is no longer available, which is unfortunate. But... The um, um, bulk collection of condoms. 
Yes, I was going to get her um, seventy-two the, condoms for nine ninety-nine. I don't know. No, I was looking at the Hogwarts Express puzzle three D, not made by Puzz three D. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, but uh, the, I only saw two there, and they weren't that, and they didn't even have prices. It looked like it was just kind of they were out. I will say though, Costco did look like they had a healthy supply of like video game stuff. More so than usual. I saw, I, I, I mentioned uh, my other half while we were walking around. I was like, I saw a kid having a temper tantrum about not being able to get a PS4 controller that was on sale. And I was just like, man, that was us at one point. Like we were all little assholes. <laughs> if, and like, it's just I, I before know. Christmas. I you know you're going to get it. I right? wasn't. Yeah, right. You didn't have a single thing where you were like, I need to have this now. Um. Not really, not around Christmas. So what we would do is we would, our parents would always ask us for a Christmas wish list and we would make a list of stuff and then, you know, uh, just hope that they get it. And then on Christmas day, they, we would open our gifts and they would not have gotten anything that they, that we wrote on there. And then I would have to buy it afterwards myself. Yeah. It's, uh, my parents have always been like, you get what you get and you can't get upset. It's a mantra. And like there was some times where we really hit the jackpot, like that Nintendo 64, baby. Yeah. Usually it's like the the game systems. Like we we got like the Nintendo 64, the GameCube, the Super Nintendo, all that for Christmas. And those are like the big things, right? Like they'd get us those. And it was usually the ones with the bundle, right? Like they came with a game. I remember our our N64 came with um Star Wars Episode One Racer. Mm-hmm. I played the shit out of that game. I think that's one of the few games um, that I have beaten to completion, like 100% unlocked everything came first place, every race, every difficulty. That's when I had time. Did you see that there was like in Ontario over 3,500 or it might've might been all of Canada, but there was like, or Canada and the United States, sorry, but there was like 3,500 confirmed scalped, um, PlayStation five and Xboxes, it had to be Ontario. Um, Oh yeah. But now like there's been reports that over a thousand of those, the latest pre-orders have already been canceled. And some people are pissed because they were like, we're, we're not scalping. Um, but man, the, the, a, the scalpers market and B like, this is going to be one of the first Christmases in a long time where next gen console is very hard to, to Mm -hmm. get. Well, I have people at my work because they they know that I keep up more with online stores and especially like it's it, the, the what's going on with the PS5 and the Xbox supply issues is kind of interesting, right? Like it's it's a, a beast of it in its own sense that it's nothing's like that ha- nothing has happened like this before, right? You know, the Wii did sell out on its launch day, but it was really only like a week or two before it came back in stock. Like it wasn't difficult, essentially, to find a Wii, especially for Christmas. Whereas now, I think in conjunction with with uh, COVID, with Microsoft and Sony not sending consoles to stores, or if they are, they're getting like one or two, right? Um. And with the advancement in technology where people have, like there is the technology to have bots and to have systems set up to that can purchase things online 
significantly faster than an actual human being could click through a website. Right. So it's, we're in a very unique situation that, you know, these consoles come into stock online and they sell out instantly. And I, I've seen, when was it recently? Walmart just had put up, um, PS, oh no, Xbox series X came in stock online and they put it up at midnight. And I think that's like a, their one of their attempts to kind of stop scalpers, but bots don't sleep. Right. And I remember I, I was reading a bunch of comments today on their Twitter and, and on some Reddit threads being like, you know what? I had it I put in my, my uh, shopping cart and went to check out. And it said that it was out of stock before I could even check out. Like, and that's kind of stupid. Like the thing is, is, you know, when you buy a movie ticket, and you select your seats. This is, it might be hard to remember because it's been so long since we've had to do this, but you would select your seats, right? And you have like 10, 15 minutes to check out yeah. and place your order because those seats are reserved. This is what I'm surprised that online shopping places like Best Buy and Walmart haven't implemented this for the Xbox and the PlayStation 5. So if someone, a normal person, puts the system in their shopping cart. They have, it is taken out of the online inventory, right? And they have 10 minutes to finish the checkout. If they don't finish it within 10 minutes, then it goes back into the online inventory. You know, so Best Buy, uh, Best Buy does do that. No, Best Buy right now, the way that it was working is you can put your inventory still into your, or you can put the item still into your shopping cart. And yes, you, you do have a certain amount of time to check out, but it's not currently taking inventory out of the online stock. So if they had one left in stock, we could both add it to our shopping cart and whoever checked out faster than the other person would get it. Mm-hmm. Now, like Amazon has this in, in, implemented for their like daily deals and stuff like that. Their lightning deals where if you add something, that's a lightning deal to your cart, you have, you know, 15 minutes to get it at that price. So I don't understand why Walmart hasn't done. I I think one was, it was the PS five when they release it uh, more stock. That one actually shut their entire website down because they had so many people trying to get one. I, I can't remember the last time I got into a, a log jam for a timed item, but I feel like every like Christmas Eve when Best Buy has their like, I, I like to call it the asshole sale. And that's because my dad calls it that um, where they put some things on sale. And then if you're truly an asshole, you'll buy it and then get it the next morning by accident. Um, but Best Buy does that too. It's like anything you put in your cart, you have five minutes and that's it. And like, that's to type in your credit card or log in or do whatever you have to do. I did it one year where I bought, Oh, I think I bought all the seasons of the office. Cause they were like $5 each. And I bought the bond thing. So I, I like January 1st rolls around and I get this big ass box of movies, but I already got some of them for Christmas the day after I ordered them. Oh, and I bought Madden. I feel like my parents were not happy. So I've decided that on Christmas Eve sales, I will never do that again. Oh, yeah. Like Boxing Day stuff goes live on Christmas Eve. Yeah, like kind of a jackass thing to do of a company, don't you think? Well, I think part of it, like there's – I've done that a few times. 
Well, actually, I haven't seen stuff go live on Christmas Eve. Usually it's Christmas Day that they go live. Um, and they have, like, Best Buy would always have different in some different in-store like in-store only door crash or stuff like that. This year will be really interesting because um, there's not so much in-store shopping or it's not the same as it used to be. Right. Um, So I wonder how many door crashers per se there's going to be, or if they're going to add them online, but uh, no, like we would usually, and I always buy, you know, some SD cards and, and hard drives. If, if I can find any on sale or whatever, something, something that, I want, right? Wanted, but that was kind of too expensive to ask for and that I knew would go on sale, you know, buy myself a little Christmas gift. Um, And I would usually buy that on Christmas Day, whatever, you know, just browse, see what's going on. This year will probably be some board game stuff. Good old board game. I don't have enough. (laughs) I mean, as you've told me the other day, there's never too much of something. Cause you could just buy more shelves or in my case, more areas to put Frisbees. Speaking of never enough. Do you want to hold on? Do you want to hear some breaking news? Yes. Like real breaking news or breaking, breaking news. Well, it's going to break the economy a little more. Okay. Apparently starting Monday on uh, London is in the orange zone. That's going to affect one of our listeners. <laughs> me and everyone from toronto that wants to come to london um that is that is some valuable breaking news i have some other news for you here it does look like here that uh season seven of call of duty's Warzone will be delayed it was originally slated to be the 10th of next week um or sorry december 10th which occurs next week Now, lots of online data mining and leaking have shown that it is now going to be called Warzone Rebirth Island, which is slightly designed based on Alcatraz. I don't know if it's going to be as big as Verdansk, but it looks really, really cool. Just the image that has been data mined looks really, really cool. Um, The other thing that I find really interesting at this point in time is they're being very hush-hush about this nuke event that has been sourced out numerous times. Um, all I can say is, like, if they don't do it right, what was the point of keeping it behind the curtain for so long? Now, I say this because the last event they had where, like, the stadium opened up and everybody had to rush into that, they didn't really advertise it. People just turned on their Xboxes one morning and they're like, holy shit, an event. Cool. If you look at something like Fortnite that has these massive events every once in a while, like um, I don't know if you've been keeping up on your uh, your gaming news, David, but Galactus just attacked Fortnite, and like some of the footage was Ooh. really really cool. Galactus, like the super the super villain from Marvel. Oh, is that going to be the new Marvel super villain guy? Well, they, a lot of people think that's going to be the Phase Four villain. Yeah, isn't he like the only guy that actually defeated the Avengers? I'm not quite sure. I think so. But Galactus is also one of the bad guys in... um, Oh, damn. What's that game? You bought it. Ultimate Alliance 3. Oh, yes. And you're like Wolverine, and you're just slashing away at his ankles because that's all you can do. Mm Mm-hmm. This is true. But 
if Call of Duty messes this up, will it damage their product going forward? Because like some people are really worried that they're going to change the way the game looks. They're going to change it graphically. I say if it's not broken, don't fix it. Also, a report came out yesterday that Activision made $3 billion off the Call of Duty as a whole last year. Or I guess this year. That's including what Warzone did with microtransactions. Unreal. Simply unreal. Do you, do you think that this will be a good event or a bad event? I don't know. I think it, it's... I, I wonder if it's that people are more just they're afraid of change, right? Like they do have something good going and it's kind of taking the system and completely uprooting it. So I can't see it just damaging their image completely. Um, Obviously there's going to be people that are unhappy about it, but really it's, I think it's just a change and people don't like change. Yeah, like the one thing is, do you remember when Blackout came out and it was like the first attempt at their Battle Royale? Mm-hmm. How different it was. Like you had to pick up weapons. You had to see what you were running. Like it was very much PUBG. Yeah. Now, I'm not so sure. And out of that, uh, sorry, just I wanted to clarify what I said. It was 1.8 billion out of the 3 billion that Activision made last year on Call of Duty was directly related to Warzone purchases. Warzone is a free game that generated $1.8 billion in revenue, and Modern Warfare and games before it combined for $1.2 billion. That's That's a lot of money. I'm wondering if that includes um, Black Ops, but I'm not sure. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you, know, do you know who's not screwing around in the in the money game right now? EA. Uh, yeah, because EA's they is doing don't... it so backwards. Because they like money, so they like people buying more of their stuff, right? EA decided the other day that they were going to surprise the FIFA fan base and drop the next-gen update early, which was free to anybody who owned the game digitally. I don't know how that really works with updating the the game with your disc, but for to my knowledge, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I do believe that it was only for people who owned the game digitally. Now, um, well, if if it's anything like, um, we'll say like Assassin's Creed Valhalla, um, which I have on PS5, I have the PS4 version, but the free upgrade to the PS5 version, you have to put the disc in. And when the disc is in, you can find the PS5 version of the game and it will allow you to purchase it essentially for free, but it still requires that you need the disc in to play it. So my guess is it's going to be the same across the board uh, for other Yeah, I'm games. just looking. They're, they're, um, EA is calling it dual entitlement. Um, oh, it does include physical. It says if you buy a physical copy of FIFA 21 on the PlayStation 4 or Xbox One, you'll be able to download the free FIFA 21 update from the Microsoft Store or Sony Store. Okay, so that's good because originally they were saying it wasn't. So I apologize that I was wrong. Um, maybe that was more of a Madden thing at the time. But 
You notice I only said two of their three major franchises not named Star Wars? I did, actually. Which is the third one that is left out of the three? The stupid one I keep putting money into. Yeah, I know. You're dumb, dumb. has No. <laughs> Hockey, NHL. Yeah, I know. They have decided in uh, their infinite wisdom that they will not be expanding to the Xbox One X and the PlayStation 5. Furthermore, they had decided that they were going to focus on making sure that the game was in its best possible um, situation for this generation while they're not focusing on the next one. I've got to say that was a gut punch, especially because I just bought the game. Can you return it? No, you can't. Why can't I? Did you open it? No, I bought it digitally. Yeah, there you go. That's why. Um, the only reason I bought it digitally is okay. So, um, Black Friday in Canada, thirty nine ninety nine. If you could find it, do you think you could find it anywhere? No, Walmart out. EB Games out. Best Buy out. So I looked on the Xbox Store, and if I spent five dollars more, so forty four ninety nine. I could get the ultimate edition digitally for free or for, for 50% off. So I did that instead. So I got all the card packs and stuff, but then I was like, Oh yeah, it's going to update. Blah, blah, blah. Jerks. Um, here's the official tweet from them. Um, laid on me late. NHL 21 will not be released on PS or will be released on PS4 and Xbox one without a PS5 or Xbox series X specific version. However, both consoles will fully support the previous generations games. So the games will still work with these consoles. NHL 22 will be a new experience. and will be the first game that natively supports both systems. So you, what they're saying is that they, they did not develop this game to take advantage of the new uh, systems, right? But that they that, like, and, and they're just too lazy to make a patch. Like they did it for Madden and FIFA, right? And but Madden NHL, looks good, but for NHL, they just don't want to do it. And I think it's like probably because for them, it's just they're like, oh well, we we've made our money on this like people were super excited for 21 we've made our money on it why why are we going to put the time and money into making a next gen patch for this game when people are going to buy it anyways but the fact that they are still going to be making nhl 22 right for both current gen well i guess next gen is current gen for both the playstation 4 and xbox one and the playstation 5 and xbox series it's kind of a, like a huge kick in the groin area, depending on how you feel. Yeah. They hit me in the groinal area hard. In the You're groinal right. region. Because they're not saying that they are not going to, like, they're not transitioning completely to next gen. They're still going to be making their game for the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. So they're just doing what they did with Madden and FIFA where their the base game is probably going to be programmed and designed for those systems. And then they're just going to add some features to increase graphics and, you know, add ray tracing and stuff like that as a patch, so to speak. 
right? For the PS5 and series. So they're just being lazy, essentially. That's what it is. Yeah, some people are attributing it to the fact that the NHL season typically starts in September and won't start till January. And I was like, I think that's a bullshit excuse. Like, from to like again, I like I updated the rosters when I downloaded the game, but when I was playing the demo, players were definitely on the wrong teams. Like, you guys couldn't figure that out before you fucking launched even the demo. Come on, like they, they didn't even have like roster updates for the demo. That's the thing. They they could have updated rosters, but the game that is downloaded has probably gone through. It's probably submitted months months prior. Sorry, right? I shouldn't say demo. It was the early access on EA, so ten days before the game arrived, or five days. Oh well, then never mind. That is a horrible excuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the game by then should be essentially complete. Do you, you you know to go to go from uh, like a complete heel turn uh, and go go to a real face play by some people? Have you seen what the kind, wonderful people at Warner Brothers are attempting to do? No, no, I haven't. So this year, Warner Brothers is going to try something very new. They're going to release alongside everything in theaters because they understand people are afraid to go to the theaters and theaters are limited in capacity or closed. They're going to be releasing every one of their movies on a 31-day trial run for each film. From what I understand on HBO Max. I know they're, they were going to try that with Wonder Woman and make it available for the last five days of the month this year. So if you do have HBO Max in America or Crave with HBO here in Canada, you'll be able to watch Wonder Woman Christmas Eve or uh, Christmas Day. That's a nice little surprise, right? That's not a bad of a Christmas movie to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was supposed to come out in March, but hell, let's go. That's true. The other movies that are slated to be released this way. They're not very big movies. It's only like Mortal Kombat. Uh, a movie called The Little Thing starring Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, Rami Malek. Those are some, those are some small actors. Never even heard of them. The, yeah, the animated re-release of uh, Tom and Jerry starring Chloe Grace Moretz, Michael Pena, Colin Yost, Rob Delaney, Ken Young. Terrible movie. Like, that's probably going to be awful, right? The, the Many Saints of Newark, Reminiscent, I don't know, little monster battle called Godzilla and Kong, or Godzilla versus Kong, starring Alexander Skarsgård and Millie Bobby Brown. Again, small actors, right? Millie um, Bobby Brown. That's Space like a Space Jam? Person. Well, you know who she is, right? No. Stranger Things? Eleven? Mm, nope. Okay. Um, <laughs> Space Jam: A New Legacy. Don Cheadle, LeBron James, and Sonequa Martin Green. Big. I big am movie. actually interested in Space Jam: A New Legacy because I think this is like a movie that didn't need to be made. But I'm oh, absolutely it didn't I'm, need to be made. I'm intrigued to see how they butcher the Space Jam legacy by they they even. In the title, Space Jam, A New Legacy. No. 
This looks stupid, but I, I I'll probably watch it. Um, the next tiny movie, which uh, kind of rounds it out, because there's like a few really big movies at the end of the year. Um, Suicide Squad without Will Smith, but Margaret Robbie, Tika Watita, or wow, Taki Watiti, Sylvester Stallone, Ildris Alba, Viola Davis. Oh, Stallone's in that. Yeah, well, Stallone was also in the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy, and he's just in everything now. Was he? Um, a little movie called Dune that was delayed. Man, I'm I'm annoyed with that one. I want to see Dune in theaters. It looks phenomenal. Well, the release date is October 1st. If people can just get their shit together, maybe it's possible. Yeah, stop going outside. Um, I guess I should keep with the theme. And uh, this one stars Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya, Jason Momoa, and Josh Brolin. And you know Timothy Chamolet. You know what I like more than Jason Momoa? What? Jason Mimosas. Ooh. Yeah, I, just came, I just came up with that. I don't know. You just make mimosas and then call them Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be here all week. Uh, movie star- movie starring Will Smith called King Richard, John Berthal, and Dylan McDermott. Um, another tiny little movie. I don't think you've ever heard of it. Um, it's called The Matrix 4. This will be interesting. <laughs> Did you know? Did you hear that the Waskowski sisters, the Wasaki, Wakowski, um, have come out and said that the Matrix is like, like the movies is a metaphor or something like that for um, being transgendered. Interesting. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I find it also interesting that like Lawrence Fishburne isn't listed as one of the main characters. But Keanu Reeves is. Did you see the pictures of Keanu Reeves with his hair cut, like buzzed mm-hmm. for that movie? He looks, he needs to grow his long hair back. Um, what's her face? What's, um, why can't I think of her name? What is the main woman's name in the matrix? The one that, um, Neo is like in love with. Mm, Trinity. Yes. I don't think she's in the movie either. No. Carrie Ann Moss is in that. What was she in? Carrie Ann Moss. Oh, yeah, that's, she's Roth. Trinity. That's her. Oh, is she? Yeah. <laughs> Did not look the same. And Priyanka Chopra. Oh, Chopra. Didn't he write a book? No, that's Deepak Chopra. Oh, okay. Same guy. Priyanka oh, Chopra is the one Priyanka from um, the girl. Never mind. <laughs> uh, it wasn't. It was that FBI show that everybody seems to like. Priyanka Chopra. She's married to Nick Jonas from the Jonas Brothers. Yes, three fa- three famous ones and one not famous one. Right, that's how that worked. I think so. They all say which one's famous every month. (laughs) They take turns. They're like, I think I'm going to be famous. What was her show called? That's going to drive me nuts. Quantico. Thanks, Internet. Um, Finally on the list, we have uh, Sherlock Holmes starring Rachel McAdams, Robert Downey Jr., Jude Law, and Jared Harris. And uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, which is Daniel Kula, Lika Stanfeld, Jesse Pelmans, and Martin Sheen. 
Oh, lots of movies, man. Lots of movies. And these are all going to be free to you in your home if you subscribe to a service that costs you $20 a month. Well, then it's not free. I guess. It's $240. A year. That's not right. It's $480. If it's 20 bucks a month, on average, a 30-day month, it's 66 cents. Oh, it is 240 What am I thinking? Oh, my God. 66 cents a day. For only 66 cents a day, you can watch all of the latest and greatest Warner Brothers home videos from the safety and comfort of your Chesterfield. (laughs) Chesterfield? Who still calls it that? Canadians. I wear my toque when I sit on my Chesterfield and eat my poutine. I'm interested in Sherlock Holmes 3 because I thought the Sherlock Holmes movies were very well done. And I I agree. And Robert Downey Jr. needs to bounce back after that awful Dr. Doolittle. Oh, yeah. Can't live off that Disney money forever. That's true. Actually, I'm pretty sure he can. Um, Do you know who can live off that Disney money forever? Robert Downey Jr. And John Favreau. That guy has figured it all out. Um, I I was actually watching a Binging with Bad Bish episode earlier. I haven't watched this week's episode of The Mandalorian. But they made the little blue macarons that are in the episode from, I guess, last week. That was uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, Babish and John Favreau made them. Um, the one thing I will say about The Mandalorian before we get into our, our Star Wars talk is I know Michael Bay has been accused of this pretty significantly. And I think sexual harassment no all directors do it from one time to another um there's a scene in one of the episodes i watched uh it's like i think the third or fourth episode like i'm slowly going through i've made myself some time to make sure i keep my friend david happy anyways there's there's a part where one of the mandalorian brothers is flying up against mando's ship and at a first glance i thought it was war machine because the flying style was identical. And I'm pretty sure he just used the same animation plate (laughs) and made it like, I've seen those Marvel movies so many times that I'm 1000% convinced that he just reskinned it. There's only so much, so many ways that someone with a jet pack can fly. But are you saying that it's not possible because I'm saying it's very possible. Oh, it totally is possible. It's probably accurate. All right. So David and I are going to talk Star Wars. Um, we, we've kind of wanted to for a while. Um, I can finally say after much delay, um, the other half has finally completed the entire nine movie palette. In these conversations, we will not be including Rogue One or The Force Awakens. Because not the Force Awakens, um, Solo. Those are standalone movies. They're not really part of the nine. Um, I've got to say, I waited for her to see that very last film, and I probably should have waited even longer because it wasn't the greatest thing I've ever watched. And if I were to rate all nine movies, I think it's number. Eight or seven for me. 
Okay. I don't. I don't like. You which don't need a love. The, which one's the worst? Which one is the worst one for you? Um, the last Skywalker was pretty bad. The the and, what? Or not the not the last? What was it called? The it was Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, this yeah, one that was like the that was episode nine. No, the one before it. Something the before Last one. Jedi. That's one. Terrible, absolutely worst one in the entire entire saga because it literally takes everything that people love from Star Wars and tells them to fuck off. Yeah, so that would be my number nine, but it narrowly beat out Attack of the Clones. I just hated that movie. Attack of the Clones is a cinematic masterpiece. No, it is a piece of shit. Oh, it totally is. Right. <laughs> it is that would be like if you were to look at Star Wars canon and just take nine like you at least it would beat out Thor 2, but if you look at like the the parallel between Marvel and Star Wars, Thor 2 and Attack of the Clones are equally terrible at everything. So they're just awful movies. Yes, but the the difference is that the Marvel movies, like those superhero movies, were all made from the the Disney entity at the time, right? The prequel yeah. trilogy was essentially just the stories of one guy and he directed them all and all that stuff. The I, I saw this argument online. People were saying how like, oh, people who hate the trilogies, like the sequel trilogies, bash people for liking them. But there's a whole generation of people that have that those are the Star Wars movies that they grew up watch that they're growing up watching, right? I dislike the sequel trilogy. I think Disney just wanted to make money and Force Awakens. I saw that movie like six or seven times in theaters, but a big part of that was because it had been so long to since we've seen a Star Wars movie, right? Like, so there was that excitement. But then the more and more you watch these movies, the more you kind of see their flaws and stuff like that. Yes, Force Awakens was essentially just a reboot of A New Hope, right? With, But the the main difference that makes the prequel trilogies and the sequel trilogies stand out because I think those, both of those trilogies, you either love them or you hate them, right? As a whole, right? The one thing that makes the the prequels significantly better than the sequels is that there is at least a coherent story arc from the first movie to the third movie where they don't go from you know, the first movie sets the tone. The second one completely erases it. And then the third one has to play catch up band aid, you know, to fix the, what happened in the second one. There is oh, no, completely, co- completely. no coherent story from the beginning of episode seven to the end of episode nine. It jumps all over the place. Characters are introduced and there's so like, okay. With, with Luke, from the original trilogy, you can connect with the character. Yes. He, you know, is, I don't know, kind of hotheaded. He wants to just go out and save the girl and fight Darth Vader. He ignores his, the Jedi masters that are trying to train him. And he goes out there and fights Vader loses the first time, right? Like he, there's this struggle, right? And you can connect with him. Uh, And you can see how he progresses and grows as a character, as a Jedi. And there is, there's an actual like decent story arc for his character. 
Mm-hmm. But with the, they they tried to do that with Ray in the sequel trilogies, and I absolutely, out of all the characters, I absolutely hate Ray. I think one the actress that played her, Daisy Ridley or whatever, is not a good character actor for that. She literally I actually has, didn't mind her. I thought I she was- literally has one facial expression, and it's kind of like a grin where she just shows her teeth, and Do she's you know not smiling, and she's not frowning. She's just kind of showing her teeth. You know why they picked her though? Because Natalie Portman's already a character in yeah, Star Wars. That's true. So, but with that character, she is already skilled. She's a skilled fighter. She knows how to use the force magically. You know, in in the Force Awakens, she is captured and she's on the ship, and she can somehow use my force mind control and gets that stormtrooper to release her from the chair, drop his weapon and walk away. There is no, like from the beginning to the end of rise of Skywalker, there is no real struggle. She is just like, Oh, I want to save Kylo Ren because I'm kind of in love with him. Oh, like there's no, it was was the love story that did it to me. (laughs) Sorry. And that's so stupid, but it's just, she is not a character that is easily connectable to, right? And yes, I guarantee Disney put her as the main protagonist to, well, there's this whole Kathleen Kennedy theories and stuff like that, but um, to appeal to the female audience, which is fine. But Princess Leia is probably the strongest female character in a movie series ever. Maybe not the, but one of the strongest. Harry Potter fans are chiming in the back being like, Hermione Granger, Hermione Granger. That's why I said one of, (laughs) because, and, and yes, in, in a new hope, she was the damsel in distress at the beginning. She had to be saved, but after they save her, she is a headstrong leader. Right. And that is just only progresses more and more throughout the series. Whereas they throw Ray in there and yet, Oh, she was an orphan living on her own on a planet. Well, people can't really relate to that. And she just progresses and every movie, she's just stronger and stronger. And there's no, you don't really see a struggle. Her training. Do you, do you remember what her training was? Uh, if it's the training in the last movie, it was literally identical to what um, they said Luke and Leia did together before Leia gave up. So no, but in tra- the fr- training in The Last Jedi. So the first time we see her doing any training of sorts. It was all the like the tasks that Luke provided her. Kind of. But her the main training with her lightsaber was her just swinging her lightsaber around a big rock. Remember that? Yeah, huge huge rock. And then she cuts it in half. And then the training in the Rise of Skywalker, she's just like running through the forest. And she's Yeah, which is supposed to pay tribute to them, which I don't think, if I remember correctly, reading that footage that they showed of Luke and Leia was from, like, cut out of the, uh, the, um, the Return of the Jedi, right? 
Um, I don't, I don't think so. Because everything that Carrie Fisher was in in that final movie was all footage that they shot through The Force Awakens, um, The Last Jedi, Return of the Jedi, and Empire Strikes Back. It was just all B-roll and stuff that they shot and never used, like extended clips. Uh, I think they shot some stuff for that movie when before she she died. Well, I'd, I'd assume anything in the cave where like they were kind of holed up or like the resistance was holed up was all shot at the same time because I thought they shot both of those movies sequential uh, like at the same time. So kind of, not really. I'm, but, I'm, I'm a little rusty on that knowledge, but. But I, I was reading about it because I was curious because there's like one scene at the very beginning of the movie. It's so horribly green screened of like the camera panning around Carrie Fisher and the background just moves. It's not her. It's just the background. And you're just like, oh, so this is how they did it. At least with like the Fast and the Furious and Paul Walker, they tried some like face swapping technology. That's true. Um, I, I laughed so hard in the final movie. And I'm not just here to clown on the movies um, in general. I'm trying to think of the planet's name. Uh, I want to say it's like Pasana. Yeah, um, I don't know. Where, where um, the ultimate battle, the first battle happens between... I texted you about it because I was laughing so hard um, while I was watching it. So Ray like feels a disturbance in the forest and just walks out to the desert because she's like, fuck it, right? And she looks at the this, this ship that's been sitting there forever. And I can't remember the person's ship. Um, Ochi, I think. Uh, it was a, the Jedi Hunter. And it turns out that they found him underneath the quicksand later. But um, oh, what movie is this one? The, uh, the one I just watched, The Rise of Skywalker. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's like, the, she looks at the ship, she assesses it, and she's clearly lived in junk. She was a junker. She goes, that ship is too old. It will not fly. And they just walk in and all the lights turn on and they like just fire it up like nothing. And you're just like, okay, so is that just like a wasted plot device? Like, I get it. Then she does this crazy backflip over... The, um, raised TIE fighter just cause why not and cuts off the wing and then for those who didn't pick up on the massive clue that she was a Palpatine descendant where she shoots lightning out of her goddamn hands people are just like she killed Chewbacca so much happened in that five minutes and I could yeah. not stop hysterically laughing at the fact that they were like that ship's not gonna start starts so <laughs> when we were in the, the theater and that ship blew up because of her and you know everyone thought that Chewbacca was on it people were pissed because that was the way Chewie was going to go <laughs> Disney has been killing off all of their characters right because they want to they, they want to wipe the slate clean for Star Wars essentially so everyone thought that that's what they were doing that's how they were going to kill Chewie and people were pissed like people were yelling like profanities out which is kind of funny but no like what really pissed people off at that movie i think is at the end big spoiler alert for anyone that hasn't seen it's been like over a year so it's been three days so i'll help you out what it's been over a year since the movie came out no no i watched it three days ago oh yeah but no at the end of the movie right when she's on tatooine Right. And she's at Luke's old house. 
which wasn't it blown to shit? No, they just kind of torched the the people in and around it. It's it's still very much there. Um, and then someone's like, "Hey, who are you?" And she's like, "My name's Ray." Ray what? And he's like Skywalker. Skywalker. People booed. That is that is where I could I could appreciate the movie and what J.J. Abrams and you know Disney I guess tried to do. They tried to retcon some of the stuff that happened in the Last Jedi, and the story just was suffered from it. But I can appreciate what they were trying to do. Even though, you know, Palpatine was back again, he was he was probably the best part in the whole movie. That and Chewbacca. Um, I, I the fact that they just completely disregarded, like they could have they could have made it so that she embraced the Palpatine name, and made it so that you know what, it's not the Palpatine name that is evil. It is. It is how you use the force, right? It is what you do with it. It is the person that determines whether or not they're going to be good or evil. See, I thought it was a very definite thing between Palpatine, Sith, Skywalker, Jedi. And that's why she said Skywalker. I know. That that and the whole like Ben Solo kiss, which was all stupid. Because he wasn't Kylo Ren anymore. He was Ben Solo at the end of the movie. Yeah, which is dumb. In itself, like, oh my god, I love you, so I'm not bad anymore. Like, wouldn't it have been more great if they were also siblings and they just redid the incest thing a second time? <laughs> well, I don't really think if you kiss your sister, it's incest. I think you have to go a little further, but I don't know. I don't Fair live enough. in the south. Um, <laughs> I think I don't know. Like, I I wish that they had made her embrace the dark side and actually become a Sith because she longed for acceptance and power. And she always wanted to find out who her parents were, where she came from, all this stuff. Right. That's a pretty hot take. I don't think she ever longed for power. I think she longed for acceptance and love. I don't think she ever like wanted power. Fair enough. But maybe they could have done it where, okay, Ben Solo, Kylo Ren, you know, convinced and, and, because he kind of threw away his dark side connection, essentially, and then took the name, his original name back. I would have loved for them to do like a swap on the characters, you know, have Palpatine. If he's such a powerful person, yeah, convince uh, Ray that, yes, you know, this is her true calling. She's a Palpatine. He can, she can continue and become powerful, you know, rule the world. No one would forget her. You know, your name could reach out to the ends of the galaxy. You will never be forgotten. Right. And that could just could have just gotten to her core. And yes, she becomes the evil baddie, but then Ben finding, I don't know, regret and sorrow and asking for forgiveness for the wrongs that he's done to his family turns to the good side. Right. And then it's, it's like, it's a swap of characters and then, yeah, it could have continued on where, yeah, Palpatine, the Palpatine name is bad. 
the Skywalker solo name is good, right? Because I guess Ben is part Skywalker. Because so, I don't know. Um, There's so I much like being the opposition in this because, like, uh, uh, I will challenge you on both. I think I think Disney was very smart with how they marketed this. Their biggest female heroines to that point were Disney princesses and the Black Widow. You can cut that whatever way you want, but that's true. Dis- Disney. Like was starting to age out Scarlett Johansson, and they yeah. inevitably killed her off in Endgame. They gave her a solo movie to finish it off, and they might bring her back now with some time stone thing. Who knows? Because you know what? They're movies. You can do whatever you want. You're time traveled. When it came to Rey, I do agree wholeheartedly that she became too powerful too quickly. But Luke Skywalker, like the parallel between Luke Skywalker and Rey Skywalker, which is her name is Luke never wanted to be a Jedi. Like, he never had any interest in that, and he wasn't fighting for himself ever. He worked no. for, like, he worked with his parents as a, or a junker, and they bought those droids, and he had to take the droids to market. And then his parents got killed, and he went looking for Obi-Wan Kenobi, and or Ben Kenobi at that point in time, yep. and yep. everything was written. When you look at Rey... Ray from the get-go was independent. They they set her up to be somebody who was a ravager. She had to survive on her own. And she kind of fell into this, right? When she met Finn. And one thing led to another. Which I have another like whole thing about Finn after you're done rebutting. When when you look at the way kind of Ray's characters are developed, and give give me like the benefit of the doubt. I've only mm. seen the sequel trilogy through once completely actually no i've seen the force awakens twice because it's actually a decent movie when you look at the parallels between the two of them yeah ray was given a bigger advantage but her story was also different whereas luke didn't care to be in that position and that's why him learning it was harder i thought she was very receptive and she needed like she wanted to a figure out what she had to do and she kept making the choice to help her friends she always picked friends and family over fear and foe and when you see her make that decision in um the last jedi where she like they get into that fight inside the like the i can't remember like it's on the ship like like in that throne room room. yeah yeah like she makes that choice and she sticks with that choice so you knew that everything that was going on through the final movie like the trials and tribulations was all her just it wasn't fighting a temptation it was just fighting that evil like or I guess what teenagers will call depression, anxiety, and self-doubt. That's what was happening with her. So there was that whole fight. And I I thought Disney did an okay job blending the push for a huge female heroine who literally every, like if the, like you see, you see kids walking around Disneyland and they see Elsa and Anna and they see Ray. They don't care about other people. Like Cinderella is cool and stuff. And Belle, yeah, she's a timeless classic. But the characters that are most possible in Disney are most popular in Disney right now for females, especially young girls, are Anna, Anna, or wait, Anna, Elsa, and Rey. There's no way around it. And like, even Princess Leia is not nearly as popular as Rey is now. So I thought they did a really good job with that. The movie was ass. <laughs> Straight up, the movie was ass. Yeah, no, and and I'm not arguing. But she's they, not. Uh... A character that girls recognize and look up. But you're diminishing her 
her role. Like, I understand that she chose to take the name Skywalker, but I think the black and white of that, or like the deeper meaning to that was she chose Jedi over Sith. And that's how they kind of wanted to finish that movie. They also told her in, uh, in a, like I, I was reading this interview that she did the canon adjustments they want to make. They're trying very hard to avoid her character because of how important she is to Disney's future marketing the films and um, having another, like they, um, I can't remember the name of the girl they just introduced to the Mandalorian this week. Ashkoa or whatever. Ahsoka? The girl you see at Ahsoka. Thank you. The one you see at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith just die. You only see the back of her head. You don't actually see her. You see her a little bit maybe at the beginning of the movie, but like they brought her into the Mandalorian and they're trying to introduce more of these female characters, which is amazing and oh, great. You know, Ahsoka is like a main character in the Clone Wars, right? Yes, but I'm talking live action movies right now, where yeah, she has appeared for like 30 seconds. She's not in the she's not in the um, Revenge of the Sith. Is she not in the no the scene where the order is no. executed? No, that's not her. Is that somebody else? It's just another character of the same species. Well, that's not so fair. I mean, I was close. <laughs> you gotta watch. You gotta watch Clone Wars, man. You gotta watch Clone Wars. It explains uh, what happened. I don't know. I, I'm almost done the animated Avengers, and maybe I'll do that next. And like that one's even like that's 20 minutes an episode, and now like some weird shit's happening. Like Tony Stark is best friends with Ultron. It's super super bizarre. It's gonna turn into a buddy buddy comedy where they move in together in a a, a three bedroom flat, and they spend their whole time trying to find out who their third roommate's gonna be. Well, I mean, the one cool thing is like the the space battle with Thanos is pretty epic in the cartoon. So I, I think it's a little bit different. Or sorry, the animated series. I, I'm saying like, yeah, we have lo- we have lots to to discuss about Star Wars over the next little bit, and I'm very excited to kind of like delve into it and like how we feel. But it's I don't understand why they made the Last Jedi if they were just going to reverse everything they did one movie later, like because, what's the point? So th- the way that they did is that they should have had one director for all three of the movies. Do you know who it should have been? John Favreau. Give him three <laughs> star Wars movies. Let's go. Yeah. Um, they should have had one director for all three movies. They should have had a, a coherent story line from the first to the third. But what they did is they wrote one movie, did that. And then they wrote another movie, did that. And then they're like, oh, shit, people didn't like the last one because we they changed so much and we gave the director so much control over the story and the 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 direction of the movie. And then they go back to the original director that they had for the series and he had to essentially fix and reverse everything that the other one did it it was just a big mess of stuff and i think part of it was because disney spent so much money on the on lucas films on the star wars name and brand that they needed to make their money right so i i feel it was rushed it was so rushed um done so poorly because they you you know that they tried to put in their social agendas Right. They they added things to appeal for a specific reason to a specific demographic. 
right? And I feel like the movies weren't made for the love of the movies. They were made for the money. And it's Disney, obviously. They do everything for money, but I don't know. It's it's disappointing. I think, uh, have you seen Rogue One? Uh, I want to say I have, but I don't remember it. So I would not. say Rogue One is probably the best, not to, like movie wise, the best Star Wars movie that came from Disney. Don't get me wrong. I think like I enjoyed The Force Awakens. I thought it was a good kind of like redo. But like it was it was a different type of I don't think it was like a complete reboot. I just think it did it did enough decent things, you know? They they added enough to make it different, but the overall story general like generally is the same as A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 conflict, the overall conflict is the same. The only difference is that it's now no longer a space station that they have to destroy. It's a planet that is a big gun. Also, let's let's go over that real quick. How did she know that there would just like nobody noticed the little pull tab on the side of fucking the dagger, and then all of a sudden it matched the side of the Death Star laying down in the water? Oh no, that that's a whole other episode of conversation because that is the <laughs> stupidest fucking thing ever. All right, maybe and what we'll- why did why are there chunks of the Death Star on that planet? It blew up completely. It was you, you saw the explosion? There's nothing left. Stupid. Was that the Death Star or the Death Star 2? Like I was reading this whole yeah, thing about where where the the timelines kind of blend between different wars. So that, I believe that was the Death Star 2, which blew up a little bit less because it never got finished. It still blew up. Big, 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 big blow up. Okay, so we won't talk about the flaws. We're just going to say what our, I guess, order is for Star Wars films. Now, I think unanimously most people would either have Empire or Return of the Jedi as 1-2 or 2-1. I, I, th- I believe anyways, like I'm a little bit more of a fan of Empire because I think there was a little bit more action and fighting. However, when it came to Return of the Jedi, you also get to see Vader lose. And if you see the original one, you don't see a Hayden Christensen, which is also a plus. <laughs> um, but yeah, those would be like my number one and two. I don't know how you feel, but I think that's kind of like for me. My most- number one has always been uh, Empire Strikes Back. And two is actually a new hope. Interesting. Wow. So, I do really enjoy return of the Jedi. Um, the, I don't know, the middle half of that movie, the planning, the, the middle half of the movie where it's kind of like, yeah, Endor and all that stuff kind of kills it for me. So would you say then the original, uh, the, the original trilogy is your top three. Oh, would yeah. you would you yeah, okay so that's an age thing <laughs> because there are a lot of people out there that really like revenge of the sith that would be my fourth movie oh absolutely revenge of the if, sith. primo super cringy dialogue in that one but great the one of the most quoted things i've seen lately especially on tiktok was um 
when Obi-Wan is like just before Obi-Wan fights Anakin for the final time. He's like, this isn't about democracy. All that stuff. That's a, it's very popular. So I would say that one's my number four. I'm assuming you're in the same boat. My number three would be a new hope and yours would be return of the Jedi. Number five, like this is where it kind of gets into a crapshoot. I will say the force awakens because I thought, like the Phantom Menace was all right, but I would put that in the solid six spot for myself. Um, I would put Phantom Menace over Clone uh, Attack of the Clones. I mean, most people would. Yeah. But so, what are you putting as your five then? Attack of the Clones. Attack. You're actually putting the oh, Attack no, sorry, of the Clones. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Phantom Menace five. Attack of the Clones six. Interesting, because I went, what did I say? I just said, Force Awakens, Phantom Menace. Because I did not enjoy Attack of the Clones very much at all. But I think I enjoyed it more than the other two. So I would say Attack of the Clones, then I will say Rise of Skywalker and The Last Jedi. Nope. That's tough. The epic space battle at the end of... Uh, Rise of Skywalker can actually bump it up uh, over Attack of Clones for me. I just I really didn't enjoy that movie. Um, yeah, so yeah, I'll do Rise, Attack, and then um, Last as my bottom three. My bottom three would be... This is hard. Can I put them all into the same number? Well, we know what your bottom is, so we just need seven and eight. Well, seven would be. I would rather watch. I would watch Force Awakens over, like, if I had to choose one of the three, I'd watch Force Awakens. Then it would be Rise of Skywalker, uh, and absolute last one, worst movie ever seen. Ever, ever seen? No, not the worst, but uh, is the Last Jedi. I've seen that movie twice, and both times were because I was forced to, because it was yeah. part of the Star Wars marathon. Because <laughs> the Force made you do it. Yeah. Okay. So we got a little game today, David. We're we're doing something a little different. All right. We are we're going to test your Star Wars knowledge. I'm gonna give you a few questions. You're gonna tell me if you read it, uh what the right answer is. Okay. I'm going to try and stay away from the actors' names because I know you struggle with that greatly. Yeah, because I don't care about that stuff. We're we're gonna do this for a few minutes, and then we're uh, we're gonna close off with an announcement. How's that sound? All right, all right. Let let me uh, load up our Star Wars trivia. Yeah, I got some music for this game. Yeah, you're... if you win, there's a special song. If you lose. Oh. Okay. Too bad. Which actor slash character has appeared in every single Star Wars movie to date? Uh, C-3PO. Very, very good. The actor is um, Gene Levy, I believe. Anthony Daniels. Yeah, that's what I said. (laughs) Yeah. Um, speaking of actors in Star Wars, we just lost Chewie. He died last week. 
What? No. Darth Vader. Oh, the guy inside Darth Vader. Yes, you are totally yeah. right. Dave, David Prowse, I think it is. All right. Which stormtrooper wasn't able to complete his mission in Star Wars The Force Awakens? That's the guy that was Ray. No, wait, Finn. TK318756 or something like that. Huh. I'm going to give you a half a point here. It is Finn. Yeah. It is Finn, but you it's FN2187. Oh, yeah, whatever. Same you're, thing. You're supposed to write. be the Star Wars master here. I've No. That's sequel question, stuff. Don't care. <laughs> question number three from a sequel. <laughs> what kind of vehicle did Ray live in? Uh, an ATAT. Come on, man. Everyone knows that. Okay, fine. I'm throwing some softballs in there. That's true. According to, according to Master Yoda, how many Sith are always out there? One. Two. The correct answer, my friend Apprentice. Two. So you've got three right and two wrong. So well, I technically got it right because I said it after before you said the answer. All right. Who killed Jabba the Hutt? Uh, who killed Jabba the Hutt? That would be Princess Leia. Ooh, the man's on fire. Yep. And that's not just my crotch that's burning. <laughs> <laughs> who wiped out all of the information about Kimono from the Jedi Temple archives? That would be the- Count Dooku. Whoa! Look at this guy's confidence now. Where did the Clone Wars begin? Like, what do you mean, where? As in location. Uh, that was on the planet of uh, Geonosis. Wow. What did Jar Jar Binks end up owing Qui-Gon Jinn after being rescued by the, sa- uh, by the same during the invasion of Naboo? His body forever and ever. Is that what you're going with? A life debt. We're, we're going to call it an honor debt, but yes. All right. This one's a tough one. I don't know if you're going to get it. What did Owen Lars tell Luke Skywalker about his father? Um, yeah, I forget. I won't give you a, a bump, 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 but he was a navigator on a spice freighter. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, that was a tricky question because I did it wrong. What is the color of C-3PO's arm in Star Wars The Force Awakens? Red. He remembers. Who adopted Padme Amidala's daughter? Padme had a daughter? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no. no, no, no. That is, um, what's his name? Um, he's the guy that lives on uh, Alderaan. The shit. I forget his name now. They have a planet named after him. What? They have a planet named after him? Isn't it? Oh, no. He's That's just their family. It is Bale Organa. Yeah, that's right. Organa. All right, this is a name, but everybody knows his name. If you don't know his name, it's not Michael Keaton. 
Who first and most famously played the part of Chewbacca? Um, Ben Affleck. Yes. You do know who it is, though. Um, I'm I'm drawing a blank. Um, uh, hold on, it's coming to me. He's like nine nine feet tall. We can hear you googling. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. He had like, he had a. Uh... Oh, fuck. His name starts with a P. Er Mayhew. Uh, yeah, Peter Mayhew. All yeah, right. He had like a Reddit account, and he would always like p- pop into random, random uh, threads and stuff like that. Yeah, he died last year. We're gonna go with five more questions. Let's see how you do. Okay. All right. What were Padme's last words? Uh, Padme's last words. Um, tell Anakin he's an asshole. I don't know. Obi-Wan, there is good in him. I know there is. Oh. I would not have gotten that right. Yeah. See, the thing is, like, I don't memorize those lines. They're not funny. They're not memeable. Memeable. Okay. Um, where were the Hoth sequences filmed? In at Hoth. Clearly. What country? Sweden. Incorrect. The answer is Norway. Um, Norway. Yeah, they're pretty much the same country. So totally wrong. <laughs> How old was Anakin Skywalker during the Battle of Genosis? Uh, well, if he was like what thirteen and no, he was like seven. How old was he in Force uh, Phantom Menace? He was like thirteen or something like that. It was like ten years, so like twenty one, twenty two, twenty three, somewhere in there. We'll give you it. Early twenties. The answer was twenty. That was a pity, pity uh, applause. So he was like pretty much like borderline a teen parent. Give me that ding there. (laughs) 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 Who fixed the hyperdrive on the Millennium Falcon? Like in in which which episode? It doesn't actually say. It just says who fixed the hyperdrive. Oh well, there's uh, R two D two did it. That was the only answer. All right. Final two questions. All right. Who killed Django Fett? Who killed Django Fett? That was Mace Windu. He chopped his head off. And what species was Yoda? No one knows. That is the correct answer. It gave us four options and it just said unknown. Did you also know that... Um, John Favreau now refers to the child as Baby Yoda. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's funny. I also I also have a, a special surprise for you for doing so well at trivia. So hold on. One. Oh. You're a winner. Congratulations! I win. <laughs> nothing oh that's that's what our our listeners respect 
our retupect. Our retupect. Um, wow, you you got eighteen out of twenty. Good job, man. Good job. So the uh, funny thing about Star Wars and races and stuff like that, um, Yoda's and now Baby Yoda's race is the only race in Star Wars that has not been that does not have a name and does not have an actual origin. No one knows where they came from. Maybe they'll give them one eventually. Oh, I hope not, though. But like, that's kind of like what's the appeal of them? Like, where do they come from? There's rumors or theories, sorry, that they are creatures of the Force, like originated because, like, think about it. Yoda is very in tune with the Force. Baby Yoda is very in tune with the Force, right? Like, are they somehow? creatures created from the force who knows all right i also have to tell you i lied to you about something today well i thought the star wars holiday special was just going to be legos reprising the rules from the original movie but it's not um you're probably not actually going to want to watch it (laughs) um here's a synopsis Ray leaves her friends to prepare for life day as she sets off on an adventure to gain a deeper knowledge of the force at a mysterious temple. She is hurled into a cross timeline adventure. Will she make it back in time for life day? Question mark. And the only original actors that I can see on here are. Um, Billy D Williams as Lando Calrissian and Anthony Daniels as C3PO. Yeah, maybe I'll skip it. You know what I'm going to watch instead? The original Star Wars Holiday Special, which is... On YouTube. <laughs> actually, I have it on DVD. My uh, sister-in-law and brother, uh, a few years ago, ordered a copy of it for me. Like, It's not a legit copy because there isn't one, um, but there is a kind of a bootleg copy with a cover that is made more or less professionally and all that stuff. Like the disc is pressed, not burned. Yeah. It's, it's a a horrible, horrible, terrible, awful film, but I would rather watch it than watch the last Jedi. I, I, I accept that. So David, we have some news before we go. Oh yeah. More news. What do we got? Yeah. More news. Breaking news. This week. We are going to draw for our copies of Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yeah, because the game is actually releasing. Yeah, we are going to do our best to attempt a live. If that doesn't happen, we're just going to record it for you guys to see. Um, we're going to be very excited for our winners. We're, we're very, very excited. We're going to put it into the randomizer online. It's going to go brrr, and it's going to spit out two names. And our winners will be lucky enough to win copies of this game that they don't have to pay for. And if you already pre-ordered it, well then that sucks. Cancel it or return it. (laughs) And we, we will have a 24 hour period that if you do not respond to our DMS because you won, we will move on to our next winners. Yeah. So if you don't respond within 24 hours, too bad. So sad Christmas is canceled. We will post something, but we are aiming for the the game drops on the tenth, right, or the nineteenth? The tenth. That's what I thought. So we will we will run our our draw on the eighth. We're very excited for you all. Um, I can't wait to see my name come up in my rigged um, election game, where 
if it doesn't go my way, I'll just be like, stop the counts and yeah. just push myself forward and through you, and I'll win. Like, you would have like the pop, the popular vote. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> but the popular vote would only be like, I, I got it because I followed the Instagram thing. So uh, we'll post just to remind everybody that it's coming on the 8th. And we're very excited to give it up for you guys. Um, that is it for this episode. If you like what you're listening to, please subscribe, listen in. We're going to have more new, uh, we're going to have more giveaways in the new year, which is very exciting. Tell yeah, all your friends. We got a lot of, um, a lot of big plans for the new year. Some, you know, the same great audio content that you guys love to listen to, but then, uh, Maybe some website stuff, some YouTube stuff, some yeah. video game streaming stuff. Yeah, we got a bunch We've of stuff. We've been going. unboxing things and videos haven't been appearing. So, uh, I mean, you're going to love to see our Xbox unboxing in February. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, hey, it, it'll be good for Christmas, you know, for all the people that got their Xboxes and the people that didn't, they can experience it through us. Excellent. And, well, yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace.